Welcome to Advocates for Truth. I'm Bob Tyler, and uh, here with me is Bailey McDaniel. And also, uh, via Zoom, we have Christina Heuser out in Florida, one of our lawyers. Neil Harden uh, is our resident theologian. And uh, we're here today, we want to talk about vaccines. And there's some kind of background issues with regard to vaccines that I think is important and relevant. So what about this now? Now we're kind of we're, we're one step removed or maybe a few steps removed, but, you know, uh, some of the, the ability to be able to even have this va- vaccine to some degree relied upon the fact that there was an abortion in the beginning. Yeah, and that's kind of where the moral complexity comes in, is acknowledging the fact that we live in a broken and sinful world, and pretty much nearly everything around us, to some extent or other, has been affected by sin. Like, if we think about how the, the sin of slavery in our country's past has been used to build up the infrastructure of our country, even the railroads, and there was slave labor used with that, it's like, it's especially as the distance between our present time and current past sins grows further and further apart, it becomes nearly impossible to completely separate ourselves from the evils of past uh, sins. So it's, it's kind of a balancing, I guess, like we want to get as far as we can away from those things, but also realizing that it's impossible to completely separate ourselves altogether. Um, Another example would be like uh, during World War II, the Nazis performed uh, human experimentation. We can, of course, recognize how horrid that was, uh, especially how it was racially motivated. Um, But the results they got, the knowledge they gained from that, the question is, okay, well, can we use that for good now? Or is it so tainted with evil and uh, sin that we should just discard it altogether? And people will come to different conclusions on that. Um, As far as the vaccines are concerned, uh, at least with the uh, the Pfizer and the Moderna, nearly every Christian medical ethicist group I've found has said that it's okay to use those. Um, People are a little bit more divided on the Johnson & Johnson one because the the degree to which the aborted fetal cells are, are used in that vaccine are a little bit Uh, It's like one step less removed than the other vaccines. Um, So you have to weigh those considerations against the potential good that that could come from getting the vaccine and and not spreading COVID. Let me be clear, though. You're not saying that you you weigh uh, today saying, okay, well, if if we have an abortion, uh, then uh, we have to weigh whether or not that whether that's right with regard to the vaccine today. Let me, how do I put that? Maybe another way of saying it is you're not, you're not saying that, okay, it's a, it's okay for us to have an abortion today. If we can use the information that comes from that abortion to create a vaccine, you're not saying that. Right. I'm not saying that I'm saying this abortion has already happened or past evils have already occurred. Um, does our participation in the science or the knowledge that has come from it either further perpetuate further abortions or does it uh, create more evils? I think that's probably the main sticking point that we need to wrestle with. And 
I think because the clear answer is no, because we have these immortal cell lines that just keep producing, they don't require further abortions to happen. They don't require further evil to be perpetuated in order to use these for scientific good. I think personally, I, I think we are good taking the vaccines, even though they were in a very small part derived um, or at least used these immortal cell lines derived from abortions. What do you think, Bailey? It seems that it may be comparable to um, maybe a person who's an organ donor and they're murdered and their organs are used for somebody else's good. Maybe they they provide a heart to somebody else or they provide um, different life-saving measures. We're in no way condoning that murder. I mean, absolutely in everything we say that that was wrong. Um, but at the same time, we can recognize that it is it's done and there's still good that they can provide do you think there's a clear answer in scripture as to whether or not it's appropriate to take the vaccine i don't think that there is i think it's it's going to come down to wisdom and to discernment and i i do think the biggest concern that i have is for christians who go out saying absolutely everybody needs to take this vaccine or you should 100% not even consider it if you're a Christian. Um, we, we really need to allow for that, that dialogue to be open. Okay, so my, my perspective is absolutely Christians, persons should have a religious uh, right to be able to come to their own conclusion that, that, you know, the Lord can convict us in different ways. We have often varying convictions right? Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And I think that leads many of us to come to different conclusions on these issues. I got a feeling Christina's got a different perspective. What do you think, Christina? Well, the one thing I do agree with is that everybody has the right to make their own decision. Um, However, I do, my personal faith dictates to me that God designed us perfectly with healthy immune systems. We have everything that we need within us and on this earth to heal ourselves and, you know, with our faith in Jesus and his healing power. So I don't see, um, I can't reconcile vaccines with that worldview. Okay, Christina, what about, let's go back to the, uh, do you have a problem with the vaccine because it may have the vaccines, the COVID-19 vaccines, because they may have derived originally from uh, some use of aborted uh, fetal cells, or is it more about just merely not believing that we sh- you should put uh, the, these toxic chemicals, as you said, into your body? I think that the fact that there are aborted fetal cells used in the manufacture or um, the development of the vaccines is in and of itself a sufficient basis for objection, but that's not the only basis for objection, Um, certainly not in my personal view. So yeah, I have an issue on both counts. We're going to, we're going to address in a future time um, the ingredients in, in vaccines. I've often heard, I've had so many uh, anti-vaxxers come to me and say, we file a lawsuit on our behalf because uh, formaldehyde is in, is in these vaccines and different, you know, toxic chemicals. Now, I'll be frank, I have not been able to, I, I've asked many times for uh, the anti-vaxxers to come to me 
and give me give me solid proof. I haven't seen it yet. Now we're gonna have another we're gonna have another session another time where we'll have some experts who really are you know science experts who can identify what's in these vaccines for us. Um, but you know taking that t- taking what you said to be true. Um, let's say e- even if some of those 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 chemicals are in these vaccines, um, you know, God gave us doctors, God gave us medical providers, God gave us science, you know, science is God's science. Um, and, and so, you know, some would look at that and say, well, you know, to just say, well, I pray and believe and I'm not going to use a medical doctor uh, because uh, that seems that would indicate I don't have faith. Uh, I don't think that's personally, I don't, I don't have that uh, theological worldview, but uh, what do you think about that? I mean, it seems to me that, you know, to some degree, some vaccines uh, may be appropriate. I think certainly there are doctors who are ethical and, you know, perhaps even people within the pharmaceutical industry that are ethical and certainly at one time, maybe vaccines did have a place, but I think it's naive not to recognize that now those institutions are so corrupt and driven by things other than health, public health. Um, And that's something that really needs to be taken into account. Like, yes, God did give people wisdom and the ability to figure things out from nature. I'm not one of those people, but um, yes. But at the same time, People are sinful. People are motivated in some cases by greed, by things that are not of God. And all of those things um, also go into the manufacturing of vaccines and various drugs and things that are sometimes categorized as science. Um, But like I said, I think that all of the things that we need to heal ourselves can be found in nature. Okay, so uh, Christina, it's important to mention, I, I don't remember if I mentioned this, but she's uh, one of our lead lawyers, Advocates for Faith and Freedom, and uh, she actually left the state of New York as a result of the mandatory vaccines, right? Yes, that's right. Um, I have two children, and they are partially vaccinated because my view on vaccines sort of evolved over time, um, but They hadn't received any vaccines, you know, certainly since they were very small and I will not ever give them another vaccine. And New York did allow for religious exemptions. So that's how they were able to attend school all these years. Um, They're now 17 and 14. And we left New York once the religious exemption was eliminated by the state legislature. Um, So that was about two years ago. And we moved to the freedom-loving state of Florida, and we're very happy here. <laughs> the free state of Florida. Um, yeah. <clears throat> the Emergency Use Authorization Act is what allows for, um, theoretically, what, what allowed for the vaccines to be developed on a fast track for COVID-19. However, there's some problems under the uh, Emergency Use Authorization Act that uh, are are some of the arguments that we're going to bring. So can you talk about uh, what arguments we believe uh, will help us to win as it relates to the Emergency Use Authorization Act and the Constitution? Okay, well, 
the Emergency Use Authorization Act um, basically has a caveat that any product that is um, brought to market pursuant to this statute, basically anybody who it's administered to has to be advised of firstly their right to refuse that treatment um, and then also of the risks associated with both receiving it and not receiving it and the potential consequences of receiving and not receiving it. So the argument would be that by requiring it um, as a condition for going to school, it's a de facto mandate. You're not really allowing for a true choice like the law requires. All right. So from a constitutional perspective, um, the the issue really comes down to, for example, in public schools has to do with the California Constitution, I would argue, that California Constitution says uh, you there's one, there's fundamental right to public education uh, and also protects religious liberty. So our Constitution protects the right to religious liberty. And and I think the, the constitutional argument is effectively that for persons who have a who have a religious objection a, or even a conscientious objection, because California Constitution protects rights of conscience, so does our U.S. Constitution. And a right of conscience uh, to, to many has to do with, no, wait, my conscience will not allow me to introduce this vaccine into my body. It hasn't even tested long enough. We don't know enough about this thing yet. Um, and so um, I think that's another argument that we have that we should be able to prevail on that from a constitutional perspective, you cannot condition a, a governmental benefit on an unconstitutional requirement. I agree. Yeah. I don't think the school districts are actually mandating the vaccine, though, because there is no vaccine approved for anybody under the age of 16 currently. I have no doubt that they will mandate it when they're able to, but so far, that's not the case. Okay, um, so, the, so the one thing that I think some of us agree on, at least, and I don't know about Neil, I'm interested in hearing from you briefly, uh, and we'll conclude, that is... Uh, we should have a right to be able to choose whether or not we get the vaccine first and foremost, right? Are we all on the same page on that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How about should the government be able to um, tell you that you are not entitled to receive certain benefits or travel certain places or um, uh, attend school uh, unless you get the vaccine? Uh, I think that that choice is is still a constitutional liberty that we retain into ourselves. Um, I know Christina agrees. What do you think? Yeah, I think that putting these really harsh limitations on those who choose not to take the vaccine actually limits their their ability to follow their conscience because now they're torn between, say, if you want to travel, you have family overseas, you have convictions where you you feel. Um, obligated to see your family, but at the same time you feel obligated to respect your decision not to take that vaccine, and now you've come into tension, and it seems a bit of an unnecessary tension to me. So as a government, I would say there's there's no reason to be mandating these things or, or putting our citizens in that position. Neil, how about you? I think it's complicated, um, especially when we're talking about public health. <laughs> Uh, you know, because there are obviously if the if taking I don't know, if undergoing any kind of medical procedure was uh, 
if the results of that was completely on you and uh, it only affected you, I'd say, sure, leave it up to individual choice. But because when we're talking about the spread of diseases and that how that can affect other people, that if your individual choice causes other people to be in danger from a disease, then I think there's at least some compelling interest for the government to at least say, hey, maybe there's, um, I don't know, we, we, I just want to say that there's uh, more to it than just individual choice. I do think public health is a, a genuine ethical concern that we need to balance with that. And although, Neil, I, I slightly disagree on the government's interest, I absolutely agree that um, that this is a decision that for Christians needs to be made with others in mind. And that is one big issue that's been so forgotten in this debate is um, we we tend to focus on what's best for us. But as Christians, we, we want to consider others' um, needs as equal with our own. Okay, but let me let me throw out one last thing. If, if I want to get the vaccine to protect myself from COVID-19 because I feel that's going to be beneficial, then I have that right to go protect myself. And everybody has that right. If I don't want to go get the vaccine, I'm hurting myself, it, it potentially, right? I, I'm making a decision to take the risk. I mean, whether you're hurting yourself or not, that's not the right way of saying it. But what, I, what I'm really saying, I have the right to make that decision and if anyone's going to be harmed by it, it's only I'm responsible for my own decisions. If you want to get the vaccine or you want your kids to get the vaccine and you want them to go to school and be, quote unquote, protected from COVID-19, then you can have your kids go get that vaccine. So they would effectively be protected from me who makes the decision that I don't want to get the vaccine. So I think it comes back to this really ultimately individual choice. We all have the individual right to make our own decision. So from a Christian perspective, I, I, I don't, I, I mean, that's the, I think to me, that's a fallacy that is being thrown at us. Love your neighbor. You'll love your neighbor if you go out and you get the vaccine. Well, wait a minute. My neighbor can go get the vaccine themselves and, 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 and protect themselves from me if I don't feel like it's good for me. And I am by no means suggesting that um, getting that if you care about other people and you value their needs, that you'll get the vaccine. I think um, only my only concern is that our hearts are in the right place. And I think that that's going to lead certain Christians to different practical answers. Some Christians might, with others in mind, get vaccinated and some Christians might, with others in mind, choose not to. And that's perfectly OK, in my opinion. Well, thank you. All right, guys, thanks for being a part of this conversation. We're going to have more, um, but, you know, this is a hot topic right now. Uh, we've got litigation coming up to uh, defend uh, the right of uh, parents and individuals to be able to choose for themselves whether or not they're going to get vaccinated. It's interesting from a, from a you know, religious, spiritual, personal perspective. Uh, I know Christians come from differing views at times, so thank you all. Uh, We'll be back uh, with another session of Advocates for Truth down the road on the subject. Have a good day.